Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialIneptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? Uh, I've been better. Um, just had to get the freaking plumbers out here again today, mm. finding more roots in my freaking sewer line, even after I just spent 10K fucking digging that thing out. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. That's not where you want your roots to be? No, no. And the worst part is it replaced everything up to the street almost now. So if it's we got to dig up anymore, it's probably going to be 10 times that. Uh, because I guess the city only owns the main line. You own everything up to the tap. And of course they run those, you know, right in the middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not looking forward to, to figuring so out what's going to happen there. If, if you own the pipe under the road, you're allowed to just tear up the road whenever you want to get at your property, right? Uh, yeah. I don't think it quite works that way. <laughs> I Damn. wish it did. <laughs> it's my property yeah, under there, officer. I got to get at it. You'll see me out there with a pickaxe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you God. should have uh, went heavy on the Bed Bath and Beyond shorts, like I told you. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I was thinking like, ah, Netflix is doing pretty well. Then I calculated out yours. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yep, good thing we went that way. <laughs> All right, folks, come on to the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, hedge against the rage machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing our ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. If you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialneptitude.com, or you can give any one of our many beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links for you in the episode description, but the best place to be is our Discord server. We get on there every day, and it's really just an awesome place. It's a totally free server. There aren't any paid tiers or special access areas. And uh, make sure when you do get on that server, send Kyle a private message uh, or email you know, with your mailing address. And uh, we can send you some smash it yourself swag straight from the shop. We're just uh, really glad you're here. It's a lot of fun. It's always better with friends. Woo! Kyle, we got any uh, show, show news to report? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, we just uh, I finished up an interview with the CEO and founder of Flex Networks that should be getting released on Monday. Uh, I got a, Eric Mason, who's recording on Saturday, and Jonathan Brown the week after that. And then we've got Vico and Leo from OFL, Vico mm-hmm. from TradePro uh, the following weeks. So guest schedule is really starting to fill out nicely. Exciting stuff. How's it going with you? You got the uh, the first episode of the 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 history the conspiracy history thing going yet oh it's recorded it's just not edited because i'm doing the video i was just on vacation for a week so i went back oh. i was back back down in tucson uh not working i didn't have my computers with me at all that's the best kind of vacation yeah right right i would have uh, left the phone at home too if i could have gotten away with that ah oh, i don't know if i could do that anymore i used to do that on occasion just like forget my phone and then go somewhere mm-hmm. just so i can you know not deal or not get that separation anxiety that you get, you know? Yeah. But I don't know that I can anymore. I think I watch too many YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I had, uh, I had access to a TV that could do YouTube surfing. Uh, I but... tried that uh, the other day as I got our thing hooked up with that, but man, the shows that I like to watch on my phone, they do not translate to the big screen. Low, yeah, low, low quality when you blow it up. I don't know what it is. It just doesn't feel right. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. nice, nice tangent. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice tangent. Uh, it's like a Google owns YouTube. Uh, maybe we'll talk about this stuff later. We have got a greasy, groggy, grotesque show for you today. Lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than bad reviews of the dogless Scooby Doo reboot that HBO just did. How can you do it without a dog? 
Uh, you just call it Velma. Oh, okay. So it's like Wednesday. Yeah, they you just focus like, on one character. Oh, we'll focus on Velma, but and they're in high school and everybody's there but the dog. I don't know. It's getting trashed left and right. Yeah, I bet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess there's moral outrage from both sides of the aisle, but the the review I read summed it up best. Like it, it's just not funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> outrage aside like if the jokes were funny people would watch but you don't need to watch <laughs> yeah good to know <laughs> well, the, re- the review was funnier than the show actually i didn't watch the show you only know, get so much time you know yeah yeah like, i'm not gonna like, waste it on a, a scooby-doo yeah. list scooby-doo right like buying stocks you only get so many dollars don't waste it on some crap right right <laughs> yeah. and folks reach out to us we love your messages and comments on twitter and facebook on our discord uh Obviously, the link in the episode description. If you're old school, you can just send us an email to two bulls at financialineptitude.com. That's the number two. Maybe you've got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made, or maybe you're just trying to buy up all the houses in town so you can make sure everybody has a nice place to rent. But that meddling George Bailey keeps swooping in to stop folks from selling with his populist agenda and socialist rhetoric. Uh, that's a new one. George Bailey. That's your key. George, George Bailey. Bailey. I don't yeah. recognize the name. No. Well, I, I don't have your money. It's in it's in Fred's house and oh, it's in God. Bill's it's, house. Okay. All right. <laughs> I recognize the voice. That's a pretty good impression. <laughs> so it's, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All, All right. right. All right. We got some bet results to talk about. <laughs> yes. Uh, so as Dan alluded to, Bed Bath and Beyond uh, uh, beat the <laughs> shit out of my Netflix lawn. <laughs> Uh, it opened at 319. It spiked to 370. So good thing we moved that stop up a little bit. <laughs> that was really close. Yeah. Yeah. We structured that very well. Yeah. We structured that well. And that ad we got at 350 really helped. Uh, closed, uh, closed on Friday at 255. So that gives us uh, $595.09, if my math is right. Ooh, I, that's a almost a twenty percent gain. In one yeah, minute. I had it at six eighteen, but I could not remember how I was calculating the short numbers anymore. So uh, either way, we did better than random. Nice. Uh, <laughs> random had GRNC, which opened at one ten oh three, closed at one seventeen seventy, uh, giving random a healthy five hundred thirty four eighty five. So random did that's uh, good show in random, but not quite enough. Not quite enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know how you're going to top that one, though. <laughs> Good question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it too late to short a Donnie? Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll uh, have to find we'll out talk at the about end that later. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Well, are we, is it time to talk about the news? Yeah, I think so. All right. Before we start talking about the news, I would like to take a moment to thank our sponsors and friends at Manscaped. Trade Pro Academy, and Orderflow Labs. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming with precision-engineered tools for you and your family jewels. And with the holiday season over, what better time to get your boys in shape and (laughs) hit the clubs. Take advantage of our exclusive 20% off offer with free worldwide shipping. Just use the promo code 2BULLS at manscaped.com. As always, that's the number two. And when it comes to institutional quality trading education, take a look at TradeProAcademy.com. In our free Discord server, you'll find instructions to take advantage of our discount with them as well. And for all those degenerates out there who enjoy trading futures, you'll definitely want to check out the custom tools and studies at OrderFlowLabs.com. Oh, sorry. (laughs) For all those degenerates who love trading futures, you'll definitely want to check out the custom tools and studies at OrderFlowLabs.com. All right, should we hear a song? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose. We're just skipping two bulls trading information. Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill. We got a crypto mill, no, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. 
trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What information? All right, what should we start with then? Should we talk about the PCE, uh, Fed expectations, maybe some cool chip news? Oh, cool chip news. Everybody loves cool chip news. Well, I think that's your story then. Oh, I thought you meant like the, the chips you eat. No, no, unfortunately not. No, there's not a new cool ranch out there or something. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, my fat ass got excited. <clears throat> okay, <too>. well... um. <laughs> If you recall, the United States has been ex- restricting exports of semiconductor uh, chips to China, yes. part of the ongoing power struggle globally. Uh, and it seems we've got some new allies in the fight. Japan and the Netherlands have agreed to join us. So Japan makes sense, but the Netherlands? Yeah, well, you know, it's like when you're fighting in Europe and uh, you know, Argentina's like, yeah, we got your back. I know, right? Uh, it's, thanks, it's, it's, Argentina. It's a, it's, a, it's a big morale boost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> they had, when they send like one battalion. <laughs> right. Um, I honestly don't know what uh, what computer chips uh, are made in the Netherlands. There might be some listeners out there right now that are like, you sons of bitches. I know. I work at a semiconductor plant. chip plant. We make the best semiconductors in the world. Um the Dutch foreign ministry did decline to comment for the story, so they, they might they might be well, ashamed of it too. I don't know. Well, they're pretty polite. I think they just don't like talking about China's back behind their back. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, That's fun. the The whole thing was kind of weird, though. That those chip controls. I remember when we were kind of digging into it. It was like a three year like lead up to it. So they're able to like finish selling all their inventory first before mm-hmm. those bans went into place. It was so bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the it's and to call it like national security related too. Mm-hmm. Like we're doing this for national security. Well, like it's the danger now, or are we just anticipate uh, yeah, the danger it, in three years. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like if it's national security, it's now, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> they're using these computer chips to spy on us. <laughs> well, well, selling them to them. Or stop making them over there. Okay, three years. Three years will stop. That'll give us time to figure out what they're doing. God, this this neighborhood's been ruined by these crack cocaine sales. All right, everybody, sell your inventory now. But in three years, I better not see any drug dealing here. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so fucking weird. Clean this town up. <laughs> well, Dutch officials have insisted that fresh controls address national security concerns rather than favoring the U.S. chip-related companies. So, Oh, Okay. If we trust them, we're okay. good. We're good. All right. I trust them. So the Netherlands came to this decision all on their own, is what it sounds like. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, other news uh, today: the, uh, the we got the PCE uh, index report that just came out, uh, showing the smallest increase in fifteen months, Ooh. which sounds impressive. But one, it's still an increase. And two, it's still well above the pre-pandemic levels of 2%. Uh, the increase was slowed to 5% December. It was 55 the month prior and hmm. the 40-year high of 7% last summer. Oh, okay. Uh, the increase in the core rate in the past 12 months also decelerated to 4.4 from 4.7, which is the lowest level in 14 months. So I think a lot of people are seeing this as being a good sign that uh, the, the Fed should be uh i guess slowing down here mm-hmm, soon mm-hmm. they think i think that's what everyone's hoping mm-hmm. for uh I, I, I don't know about that well um, didn't uh purdue post something in the discord that seems completely relevant to this discussion uh yeah what was it again well, let me let me pull it up uh it was in stock news this is a, a quote from uh a newsletter uh, the Bureau of Labor St- and Statistics acknowledged that the Philadelphia Fed's suspicion on quarter two payrolls, uh, they revised it down from 1.1 million jobs created to 300,000 jobs lost. Wow. Meaning roughly one third of the reported jobs created in 2022 were just wiped out by a revision, keeping in mind a too strong jobs market was the rationale for the Fed's aggressive hikes. Yeah. How do you fuck something up that badly? (laughs) 
well, it makes me question what the Fed believes their purpose is. Well, I, yeah, I think. <laughs> do, do they think they fucked it up? Uh, probably not. They're like, yeah, we're doing a good job, boys. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Bait and switch. Bait and switch. That's, oh, man. Roughly a third of the reported jobs. Yeah. Wiped out by revision. Jobs are great, guys. Keep raising those hikes more aggressively. Jobs are great. And we also, remember, we went from like, nobody's looking for a job. We got a shortage of people looking for jobs. And now we just got massive yeah, layoffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> more of that to talk about. <laughs> Uh, here coming up a bit. Um, so yeah, I got another story here talking about what the Fed is expected to do, and people are, or economists are, are basically saying that there's going to be at least one more quarter point hike. They're, I think they're expecting two more after that, but they're they're expecting one last hawkish sting <laughs> from from Powell uh, when he does his address mm-hmm. or I guess reads the comments. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's probably likely too because uh, I think. I think the the thought is that Powell, they don't Powell doesn't want to come out and seem soft or like he's easing up on his fight. He doesn't want to be mistaken as being dovish. Mm-hmm. So he's probably going to keep saying the same thing he's been saying, and be interesting to see how the market reacts to that on Wednesday when that news comes out. Uh, that's coming out this Wednesday. Yeah, they're in their blackout period right now, so it's been oh, yeah. quiet on the Fed front. That's why they haven't commented on this. Uh, uh, revision of the jobs. <laughs> Funny how that came out during a blackout period. I know, right? It's probably the best work? time. How's that work? Yeah, I thought it was a blackout period. Yeah, they can release right. news; they just can't talk about it. Um, yeah, I guess. Well, I don't think that's the Fed releasing that, right? That's <laughs> yeah, that was the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Yeah, yeah, made that revision. <laughs> well, hopefully, they're trying to get it out just in time before they voted on their, you know policy maybe that's, that's what they're trying to do it's just a swing of one and a half million that is so huge like how do you fuck that up not only that but it's a swing of like super high job creation to oh no, no wait actually we were wrong we lost jobs we actually like you're yeah, right like how do where what what methods are they using to count jobs like, well we we sent a few people out to count the employees going into the walmart and see if there's a change week over week yeah yeah or no they did it at bed bath and beyond <laughs> oh man We're just full of low blows today yeah take take that dying company going bankrupt that's what you get for not listening to ryan cohen yeah right yeah Sold that bye bye baby when you had a chance. No shit. Now it's bye bye baby. Bye bye Bed Bath and Beyond. Mm-hmm. All right, you got anything else before we uh, move on to some stock uh, news? S and P five hundred is on the verge of uh, doing a golden cross. First one that's in two when, and a half years. That's when the fifty crosses the two hundred day. I I, I believe so. Um, oh yeah, they're getting close. Yeah, Golden Cross is the 50 moving across the 200, yes. Yeah. Uh, 71% of the time, stocks are trading higher at one year later. From the Golden Cross? Golden Cross on the S&P 500. Mm -hmm. There have been 52 of them since 1930. How many of them happened in a recession? So that's... uh, (laughs) No no word on it, specifically recession, but um, the... the, the, the S and P declining during the twelve months afterwards had occurred on April first, twenty nineteen. We had the cross that did that. Obviously, we had the COVID, uh, mm-hmm. but it also it happened in nineteen ninety nine um, when the dot com bubble burst and yep. eighty six preceding the Black Monday crash. So it sounds like plenty of them it's have either. happened right before recessions. <laughs> It sounds like it's either like, oh, it's either going to be really good or it's going to completely crash. It, right, right, right. Yeah, that's what would you do with that information? Well, 71% of the time, it's going to be really, it's going to be good. Maybe not really good. Just it's put your stops in place, I guess, right? I, I honestly, I interpret this like like we spoke last week with Jim Cramer pointing out like, yeah, the text, the overvalued tech Scott stocks are being hammered to hell, but. Everything else is looking looking mm-hmm. fine. Uh, if we're actually nearing this golden cross, and we're we're doing so, having already been in a recession, I think you know. I think it, it, 
I, I would gamble that, you know, it's time to start dollar cost averaging in. Uh, I mean, right now we are holding above the, the downward trend line that's been uh, in place since the highs. And mm-hmm. uh, what was that beginning of January of last year? Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's good signs. I mean, I'd like to see him take out one of those swing highs first. But ah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I feel like I have PTSD, though. I I don't trust any rally these days. <laughs> it's been, you've been beaten into submission. Uh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> looking at the stock chart, like, ugh. Yeah, I'm look. I'm looking at the 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 S and P 500 futures off, coming off those yeah. highs. Uh, you know, just technical analysis wise, you'd want it to to rally another what few hundred points. Where's it at right now? Uh yeah, I'm, if I'm looking at the spy, I just I want to see it clear. I think four eleven, yeah, with with yeah, volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's closing in. It's closing in on a really good yep. technical analysis point on on top of the golden cross. Mm-hmm. Just saying, uh, you know, stuff's been cheap. Yeah, and maybe maybe we are making our way out of the woods. I guess it's cautious optimism is uh is the there word I use to describe there it, right? Cautious, yeah, optimism. All right, should we uh, should we move on and talk about some stocks? Let's do it. But first, advertisements. Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Yeah. All right. Sounds Not like <laughs> Now it's talk about stocks time Looking for setups and still not advice Big moves, fresh news and earnings All that we're saying is still not advice Stocks time Please don't sue us um, I, I got one that I wanted to bring up this to piggyback off of um, uh, The chip news that you had Mm-hmm well, I guess it doesn't really piggyback off of that. It's just Intel. Uh, they reported earnings and they had their worst day in like 15 months. Yikes. Uh, yeah, they really shit the bed, I guess you could say, on their, their earnings. Uh, let me see. Where is it at? Uh, 30%, 32% drop in year-over-year revenue. Fourth quarter revenue came in at $14 billion. Analysts were expecting 14.45. But it wasn't just that. They... Um, it was their forward guidance, I think, that was looking really shitty, too. Like, look. Yeah, they said the drop in sales combined with the company's substantial fixed costs is evidenced by $80 billion in tangible fixed assets on the balance sheet compared to $64 billion in annual revenues will lead to a deeper net of loss in the first quarter and third trading deficit in the last four reporting periods. Oh. Oh, uh, that wasn't. No, oh, that's not their guy. I'm sorry. That's uh, A.J. Bell, uh, investment director Russ Mould was saying. Um Remember how we kept talking about AMD basically stealing market share? Uh-huh. That is exactly what it looks like what's happening. They, they finally admitted it happened in an earnings call. I don't know that they admitted it themselves. <laughs> I think uh, I think the results are speaking for themselves. Mm. Part of the problem is that AMD has still got a cheaper price point, right? And I think Intel is finally learning that as the gap in the difference between the technologies is shrinking that people aren't willing to pay yeah yeah people aren't willing to pay that premium for intel anymore yeah no why why would you i i mean i've always been cheap on the pocketbook when it comes to the computer stuff i've always been an amd guy yeah um if if i can get away with it but uh, i mean too (laughs) 
the fact that AMD is close, like catching up and closing in, like that just makes me makes me happy. But it also we'll like we talked about before. It just means AMD's getting they'll be the ones with the price premium. Mm-hmm. They'll just switch. Oh yeah, yeah. They'll yep yep. And then Intel will be the attractive yeah. one. Man, Intel stock has been hammered. Yeah. Uh, they lost six and a half percent today. They actually rallied from the low that they put in, but uh, it's still not looking good for them. Yikes! Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. They had a good. Yeah, they had a good morning. But the the day itself was. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Considering they they gapped down to what twenty seven. Yeah. The, the strong rally as everyone closed their shorts. I think. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, what do you got? <laughs> Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I was, I was explaining uh, gamma squeezes to Jamie Lynn this morning. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's, we talk, talk about Bed Bath & Beyond, like the, mm-hmm. the $3 price point. I'm like, if they had shares, they were doing the cover $3 calls, like they're selling them today because <laughs> it opened under $3 <laughs> and that's just going to push it further. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, that was a good, uh, that was a good close for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I made some some money and we'll talk about that at the end anyway uh all right hasbro the toy maker is going to be laying some some people off about 15 percent of its workforce uh they had a week holiday you know uh but you know wizards of the coast which does dungeons and dragons and magic the gathering remains a bright spot the company said Okay, but what is the deal with the whole D&D thing that's going on? Isn't there some kind of weird lawsuit going on with all that stuff? Yeah, the the reason Hasbro says it remains a bright spot is because the the Wizards of the Coast company has been really cool for a long time. Like they uh, you know, they did the Dungeons and Dragons in the 70s kind of mm-hmm. pioneered tabletop role playing. Like here's how you would roll dice. Here's how you represent a character on a piece of paper and roll the dice to add the probability like to, oh, can I jump that gap? Can I swing and hit this orc in the face? Right. Maybe 20 some years ago, about 20 years ago, they basically came out and said, look, the core system that we created is open source. Anybody can create a tabletop RPG game off of this, off of our core mechanics. Okay. Right. And that's so, so we've, we've seen for the last 20 years, we've seen different companies pop up and like, oh, we're going to make this kind of this Star Wars kind of game and this role play, yeah, you know, yeah. this werewolf game. Um, they just came out and said, oh, by the way, we're going to start charging you for that now. Uh, how can you? How can you? Change that. <laughs> how yeah. can you? <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's, I don't know all the details beyond Beyond that, they are trying to retroactively change what they said. Oh, oh, I don't think you can do that. For no, sure. not, not charge, not charge, <laughs> but retroactively like, go back and undo and be like, okay, well, it's not open source. Now. Okay, now, okay. now we do want to charge you or collect a percentage uh, on if you're if you're using these D&D style mechanics. This is, I guess, tinfoil hat time, but uh, mm-hmm. combining that with the news of the layoffs makes it sound like they're just looking for any way to bring in additional revenue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the layoffs they they said are going to save them 250 million to 300 million annually by the end of 2025. Mm. Their their fourth quarter revenue was down 17% compared to year the year period earlier. So Right. Like, like <laughs> yeah, I think you need more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, you know, their their toy just Hasbro does. Uh, last their their last fourth quarter was at one point six eight billion. Just, yeah, you know they sell a lot of a lot of toys. And oh uh, yeah, they yeah. I mean for the whole year, like almost six billion, but that's down nine percent compared to twenty twenty one. And they also have a guy named Cox in this article that you sent me. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. Which is awesome, because it just keeps saying Cox at... Oh, he's the CEO. <laughs> Hasbro CEO Chris Cox. Oh, a, fucking... A cocky man, mm. if I've ever met one. I bet he had fun in high school. He right. <laughs> <laughs> they called me Mr. Cox. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Big last name. <laughs> All right. Uh, one other uh, one that I got... The last one I wanted to talk about was Chevron. 
And this one is, uh, this one's a tough one to swallow. Um, like, I can see why the Biden administration is pissed at Chevron. They basically just announced that they're going to be spending $75 billion on share buybacks. $75 billion with a B. $75 billion. Yeah. Whoa. They're expected Whoa. to report, uh, which they may have just reported, actually. Uh, profits for 22 were doubled to more than $37 billion, And they basically are balking at calls from the White House and members of Congress to funnel that extra cash into more drilling capacity to help reduce prices for the inflation-wary customers. Hmm. White House spokesperson uh, Abdullah Hassan said, for a company that claimed not too long ago it was working hard to increase oil production, handing out $75 billion to execs and wealthy shareholders sure is an odd way to show it. <laughs> the buyback yeah. is so big. Uh, according to Bloomberg, it could fund more than four years of drilling and other projects. Wow. <laughs> now they wow. are spending more money on uh, on other projects, new energy projects this year, but those expenditures uh, will be quote dwarfed by the amounts paid to the shareholders. Okay, so uh, that's a potential long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the the other one that was mentioned in here was also railroads. It's kind of buried at the bottom of this article, but you remember when Union Pacific was going through all that uh, that fight with their um the workers, the unions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, the unions were trying to demand paid sick days and they managed to fight that off. But then they turned around and uh, uh, basically uh, put aside $6.3 billion for, for repurchasing stock. Uh, the amount that the companies. Okay. Can't, can't give sick leave. The amount that the employees pay in benefits rose was $4.6 billion. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. That, wow. I would be pissed if I was an employee. Holy fuck. And they buried that in the Chevron story, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yikes. Like, ah, man, I mean, like, buybacks are great when you have the extra cash as a way of returning that to shareholders. Mm-hmm. Like, that's awesome. Love With, that. Yeah, without a special dividend, yeah. But take care of your fucking people, man. Or you're not going to have that shit anymore. Yeah, you can't have, can't, can't have a thriving company without happy no. workers. No, and it, yeah, you just go through this big battle where you almost you had to get Congress to. I don't remember if they did intervene or if they were on the verge of intervening to stop them from striking, and then you're going to turn around, and slap them in the face with that. Right. Oh, we had the money yeah. all along. We just didn't want. We just didn't want to... That money wasn't for you. For you. <laughs> <laughs> what if, what, come on, workers. What have you ever done for us? Yeah. Like no, no, no. This is we earn this, not you. <laughs> not you. <laughs> Oh, Take that, railroad workers. Yeah, so oh, uh, no. I'd be pissed if I was working at the railroads. Yeah, yeah, that's damn, damn Union Pacific. Hold on, let me pull yeah. up their stock chart. How are they doing? Uh, probably pretty good. <laughs> UNP, right? Yes. Oh, what the hell happened on the 24th? Oh, the workers got their sick pay. <laughs> God damn, that was a $35 price swing on the on Wednesday. Or Tuesday, yeah. I mean. Yeah, look at that. What the hell happened? That was just this week. Oh my god. Like they spiked up to 235 and swung back down to 200. Oh, uh, they uh they whipped on their earnings, it looks like. Eh, what too bad. Earnings earnings call. They probably had some shit guidance too. Well, it worked the uh, that was when they revealed <laughs> we're gonna do this buyback instead of give people sick sick days yeah yeah oh wow. all right okay all right huh? all right you got anything else for us in stock news um yeah we had a new uh hindenburg research short report oh who's on it this time uh a a indian company a very large company called adani <laughs> uh one of india's biggest biggest conglomerates Mm. Um, Hindenburg published uh, their investigation and research report late Tuesday this week, accusing Adani of brazen stock manipulation and accounting fraud scheme over the course of decades. Oh wow! And it did. Uh, it did take. They, so they took a big short out, and uh, the uh, the guy, the guy uh, Guatam Adani, who owns it, has already he lost fifty billion dollars this week. Ooh. In, in value from his companies. So he was calling their allegations baseless and malicious and was considering malicious. legal action. Oh, yeah. okay. Of course, of course. 
I I just assumed it was somebody was like, wow, Elon Musk just lost the, the most money everybody's ever lost before. Yeah. And India was like, hold my beer. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. That this sounds uh, very similar to uh, Jared Bibler's story, doesn't it? Oh yeah, they are where they were buying their own <laughs> stock. It makes you wonder if maybe that's what the what they found. What they found. Well, Hindenburg did say, like, yeah, take us to court. You're gonna have to do it through the US and huh? we'll get to subpoena all the documents. <laughs> yeah. Come on, uh, bring it. Doubt they want to do that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Unless you really got your shit in a row. Well, I can't imagine a firm like Hindenburg making this shit up. Right. Right. They've got they've at at the point they come public with their with their short report, they've got more to lose by yeah. making something up. Mm-hmm. Right. But where uh, Adani, they obviously have more to gain by lying. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On its face, I'm going to believe Hindenburg. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, especially with it being in a, uh, I don't know. I mean, not necessarily a developed country, but it's not also uh, it's an emerging market, third world either. Yeah, emerging market. That's a good word. I mean, we saw that this was possible in places like Iceland, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure we have also seen some really other shady practices happening in uh, even England and here, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Royal Bank of uh, Scotland, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this not a not doesn't take much of a stretch of the imagination to see this being true. Yeah. Oh, um, and I think I think you posted uh, a, a tweet that you thought was a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk uh, about that real quick. Okay, okay. <laughs> that Chat GPT uh, mm-hmm. replacing the the writers at BuzzFeed. Yeah. That yeah, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. BuzzFeed stock was up ninety uh, some percent today on the news. This is not a joke that they're going to use Chat GPT style text synthesis technology from OpenAI to uh, write for them to make their quizzes and content. No shit. Oh my now, God. I've been reading uh, <laughs> casually about Chat GPT, and apparently, it has been the open secret for college students for this past. Oh year. yeah, yes, I have definitely uh, seen stories about that. People like basically asking the thing to write their essays for them, and it does a great job. It yeah, does a great job. Have... Frankly, if you have it write the essay and then you go over it and tweak it, how would they know the difference? I mean, they wouldn't. Right, they'd have to figure out exactly what inputs you put into the thing to start with. Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah, is this the thing right. that people also use to write uh, their own like scripts? Like you can basically tell it, "Hey, write me some Python code to do this." I don't know. I don't know, but that sounds intriguing. Let's do that. I heard somebody okay. talking about that. Um, oh, the other thing I wanted to piggyback on that real quick before mm-hmm. we uh, mm-hmm. move on to crypto here. Yeah, uh, I did see the CEO. I was reading an interview he did talking about the best case scenario for AI and the worst case scenario. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the best case scenario is it's so good that you look like a crazy person talking about it, like freeing up resources and and, and other stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the good case. Bad case, uh, the bad side, the worst case scenario is the end of the human race. <laughs> oh, good lord! Yeah, <laughs> so, it. Like, oh, okay. Like. Mm, do you, do you, if you really believe that, should you be fucking with AI then? Right. So let's keep developing and see where we get. Let's just be really careful. Yeah, I, do, I for one, really love our new robotic overlords and hope listen, that they don't crush me beneath their weighty cog of machinery. Even on chess.com, I always say good game to the computer when I win. <laughs> like, it's all just you know it's just putting coins in the bank it's like the that weird guy at work that you always give a snickers bar to when you see just because yeah. you know if anything happens like he's gonna look at you and be like yeah you're cool okay okay oh yes <laughs> he gave me the candy bars he's yeah cool. yeah exactly mm-hmm. you gotta play the long game and he's Add your bets Add your bets <laughs> oh, good lord all right let's hear all some right. crypto song here okay Yeah, 
Dojo Sushi Polka Dot NFT Decentralized Anonymized Fabulous Cryptocurrency There should be a yeah at the end of that Oh yeah <laughs> Kool-Aid man yeah, cool Aid, oh yeah? Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, I got something just to follow up with the uh, story you brought up uh, last week, the, mm-hmm. the big news from the DOJ. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was not as big of a story as that uh, cryptic headline made it oh, out. Oh, really? Be. No. No, and this actually came out last week, too. Is it, um, is it uh, NFT trading cards with all of your favorite Fed Reserve no. people on it? No, no, no. Um, the Bitcoinist uh, summed it up really well. The the they live streamed the press release. Took place uh, on Wednesday, as we said. Uh, the speculation across social media channels ran the gamut. Right, stablecoin ban, increased regulations, government crackdown, maybe, or some mm-hmm. some new regulatory mm-hmm. fashion mm-hmm. impending. No, no, no. It was none of that. Uh, the DOJ press release shared that the federal body was taking enforcement action against little-known Russian exchange BizLotto. Okay. Okay. I'm assuming it was they've got a lot of crypto that they're hiding or moving um, around, shuffling. Not necessarily. Uh, data from Arcam Intel uh, showcased the Bizlato tagged wallets represented uh, about eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> the number peaked at six million, but oh, uh, yeah, eleven thousand dollars. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like a rounding error in Chevron's buyback. That's <laughs> a rounding error in most people's taxes. <laughs> yeah. So FTX, Terra Luna, 3AC, yeah, all those guys. No, no, no. Bizlato. <laughs> Fucking writing's on the wall for you, buddy. Yeah. Thank thank goodness, Kyle. We've got some really fine people looking after us, making sure we're we're safe. I love the some of the tweets here too, and pictures of uh, fishermen with like little guppies. DOJ caught a big one today. Excellent work. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. This one's a whole. It's got a four grammar here. All right. So yeah, they they, they dropped the hammer on a, a exchange that has eleven thousand dollars worth of assets in their wallets. Uh, how much do you think they spent? I'm wondering. I mean, I have no oh. idea, but how much oh. do you think it costs to to, to drop that this, hammer? Yeah, to drop oh. this hammer. Oh come on! Uh, it's 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 got to be in the a couple thousand just in the electricity they used in the computers, right? <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> and then I, the depreciation in the computer value with the electricity, I think we're already hitting eleven thousand. Yeah, it's yeah, the, the depreciation. <laughs> Good lord! Oh god. Yeah. No. Well, at least they already they already own the real estate, the DOJ offices, right? They're not renting them. <laughs> yeah, property taxes probably <laughs> well exceeded that number. Wow. All right. Wow. Well, that's what I had. I mean, short one, but uh, uh, funny I, nonetheless. I have uh, I have one here that's that's also not super long, but uh, I found interesting. Uh, a bank called Custodia Bank, which is a crypto focused bank. Okay. Uh, they they had their application to become a member of the Federal Reserve System uh, rejected. Mm. Uh, the mm. U.S. Federal Reserve said the bank's proposed business model and focus on digital assets presented significant safety and soundness risks. <laughs> soundness risks. <laughs> yeah, it's just not a sound sound bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they're a they're a Wyoming bank that's chartered through. Uh, a special purpose depository institution laws in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Apparently they lack sufficient risk management frameworks. That sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you, what do you mean? We can't just open a crypto bank and have it FDIC insured. <laughs> I um, mean, you could just put it on your website. I mean, other crypto exchanges have done that. Right. Right. Just, just slap it on there. You're fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, they we'll were surprised the, the bank, See, Chief Executive Caitlin Long released a statement saying she's surprised and disappointed by the Fed's decision as Custodia actively sought federal regulation going above and beyond all requirements that apply to to traditional banks. Uh, It Mm. should be noted that separately, they also have sued the Federal Reserve. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, on a separate matter, arguing that the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City unfairly delayed a decision on their application for a highly coveted master account, which would give the companies access to the Fed payment services. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, sounds like so. a cash grab. <laughs> right, they're not letting us play the big bank bank game with our crypto. And we're we're easily ten times the size of that Russian firm. <laughs> well, not anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, right. And now you are again. So um, that's crypto for you without risk management. The the <laughs> right. right. Hold on, click refresh. See where you're at no. now. <laughs> oh, bankrupt. Uh the, the Fed did say in a news release today's action would not prohibit a state member bank or prospective applicant from providing safekeeping services in a custodial capacity for crypto assets if conducted in a safe and sound manner in compliance with consumer anti-money laundering and anti-terrorist financing laws. So basically the Fed was like rejected. And just because you're not part of us doesn't mean you don't have to start doing risk management. Like you can start doing risk management anytime, guys. Yeah, like, right. Anytime you want. <laughs> like yeah. just because you're not part of the Fed doesn't mean you don't have to do these safety things for your customers. That could probably be a good idea. Yeah. No. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You got anything else for crypto? I do not. All right. Then I'll just go ahead and mosey on over here. Uh, don't mind me. I'm mm-hmm. just reaching back into this saddlebag. And- oh, Ugh, my squeezing arm. Why'd you Wait. shoot my squeezing arm? He's aiming for the dick. <laughs> well, what do you think I want to squeeze with my squeezing arm? Uh, well, if you weren't holding it, I would have hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first. It's risk management, Kyle. Risk management. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, man. How'd your week go? Uh, it it went good. It went good. Uh, I I had those Bed Bath and Beyond puts. And uh, it opened up on Monday to profit, and I sold a third of them nice. for profit. Uh, I really, really just sat on them until until Friday. I kept kept opening them, and they were they were zigzagging, and I'd lost some money on the ones I was holding. But I was like, nope, going into Friday. My premise was to hold these until they dropped down well under three. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, open it up uh, Friday morning and it was <laughs> dropped down well under three, sold them off for good profit. Um, I did the right thing by, you know, sitting on my hands. I really, really wanted to when they, because I, I bought them for 30 cents and at one yeah. point they got down to seven cents and I really wanted to just pick up a sack of full <laughs> on Thursday <laughs> afternoon. Just like, <laughs> all right, everything else in the account just, just really <laughs> quadruple down. Oh, and I could have made off like a bandit. I could, have, I could have turned like 90 bucks into 900 bucks, but, but I, yeah. I followed risk management. Uh, I didn't, I didn't risk the whole bank. Uh, and I sold for profit when I had the first opportunity, you know, I scaled out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I ended up turning, uh, you know, I don't, I didn't have much left in the account, but it ended up, I don't know, taking 90 bucks and turned it into 150. Yeah. So, well, you yeah. know, Solid day. Not not bad. Yeah. You know, I did I did my research. I went to the store. I knew they were fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great trade, man. Good job following <laughs> yes. through. That's all I did. I did I did yeah. And it didn't really have a bad or an ugly didn't even didn't wasn't even like Well, you were on vacation. Yeah, I wasn't even like loading up and looking at, at it every day. Right, right. It was more like, oh hey, I'm gonna wake up and have some breakfast. Woo! No, no cats waking me up here. <laughs> oh, oh, cats. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. my good for the week is uh, finalizing my plan for my next prop account eval. Yeah. There's a key word in there is next, um, which leads me <laughs> to the bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I failed the last eval, um, but uh, I'm actually not upset with it because I was able to learn the things that I wanted to learn with it. Um, mm-hmm. I did try to trade my news event straddle that I've been playing with, where you just basically put a uh, buy stop and sell stop orders five points from the, where price is trading at like five seconds before like a major news event drops. Okay. And running that back through in sim, like I've been hitting, I think a 60 or 70% win rate. And when the wins hit, like, man, it fucking goes. Oh, really? 
but doing it with the the rhythmic and through these R trader thing with the prop account, like I got mm-hmm. the worst fills I think I'd ever seen. Really? So that was what I was wanting to learn. I was wanting to learn if Sim is going to treat it the same way that Live would, and I didn't want to risk my own capital. Right. Well, that's actually you know a clever way to do it. Yeah, I mean, so like instead of losing you know eight hundred dollars, I lost eighty. Mm. And, you know, a couple weeks of time. So I think that was definitely the right path to go down as far as, you know, testing out the things that I want to test out and learning how the systems work. The bad was, you know, just I guess I should say the ugly. The ugly is that after that happened, I, you know, got inside my head and I realized that I was not going to hit the the profit goals within the time frame that I had left on that account. So I just kind of went for broke. I took three home run trades after sizing up just so I didn't have to waste any more time with it. But the more I reflected and thought about it, I think I was just re- rationalizing uh, decisions to the decision to emotionally trade. Right. So I, I think that that fits for ugly. Uh, I basically took the rest of the week off that happened on Wednesday. And then I just been working on um, back testing and replay mode on Sierra charts. Uh, the one setup I'm going to trade on the next account. And like I said, codifying how I'm going to trade it. Right. Yeah. Sounds like it's making sense. That's a, that's a, that's a really great way to to prove to yourself whether or not it's uh you know it was like yeah 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 the, yeah the difference the difference between the back testing and a real market right condition. right well I love what Sierra charts now I mean you can go on replay mode and trade it just like you would live and then I was kind of taking that prop account and morphing it towards the setup that I've been practicing with. Uh, but now I'm planning on just dedicating one to trading only that setup. And I think that's probably the better way to go about it. Yeah. I'm going to become a master of one, <laughs> try to make money with that, prove to myself I can do it, and then find another setup and then do the same process. Yeah. That, that pretty much wraps up my week. All right. I uh, I need to I need to brush off my uh, my future skills. I'm going gonna, gonna to definitely... Uh, start start trading again uh, once, yeah. once I got the opportunity for sure for sure well I mean definitely the uh, the the smart way to go seems to be one of these prop accounts they're kind of fishy on uh, some of them like sometimes you'll just uh, they'll ignore your stop like that happened on uh, one of the breakout trades I tried to take with it when the mm-hmm. liquidity was thin it filled me five points above where I wanted it. And then uh, my six tick stop just got ignored. And then I had to flatten it myself for a seven point loss. God, just because it ignored, ignored your stop. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess it maybe just went too far below it before it could fill it. So mm-hmm. I think if you're going to fuck with those things, don't do it when there's thin liquidity. I'm wondering if part of the problem is that you have to route your orders through their services. So it goes from my house to their service, then to Chicago. As opposed to when I'm trading myself, it's going just straight to Chicago. Right. So there definitely seems to be some weird delay things like that. And it's been across the the two different ones that I've tried. And I've seen other people have issues with it too. So you really have to watch your trades. You can't just put one on and walk away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And always hit that auto cancel at the end of the day. <laughs> cancel everything. One of the things I liked about CR charts is you can turn down the latency to as fast as your internet can handle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the settings. Oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should, I should play with that some more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I and I and then yeah, I don't know. If you it sounds like these prop accounts, you can't do such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I may be more comfortable. Um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop on and um, you know I'm gonna do a month of uh, paper trading. Yeah, you know, my levels doing it right. Love it. Yep. All right. Should we do a bet? Wrap this thing up? Let's do it. Put a bow on it. Boom. I need it, want to beat it, gonna win it if I take it from you. I'm filling my positions, quit your bitch and random's gonna lose. Got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight. It's bet, pick a time in the shop, so pick them right. At the end is my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. When I when I played it live on stage, I'd give it a little bit of a crotch thrust with it. Oh, you have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Absolutely. All right. What are you what what are you looking at for this week? You got anything good, juicy? Mm, well, no. <laughs> Uh, I've got a couple that have caught my eye. One of them is British Petroleum. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it because it is right up against a really solid resistance level. Uh, problem is, I just don't know which way it's going to go. Like, if it can get above thirty-six half, then it should re-enter a bigger distribution from back in like twenty twenty, with a potential upside of forty dollars. Uh, if it fails that, then you'd be looking at another retest at the 34 area. Okay. So that's one. And then Salesforce was the other one that just broke above its 200-day moving average, but I don't like how it rejected its resistance at 165 on Friday. On Friday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well. I do like the volume on Salesforce, though. If you look the last three or four days, the green volume has been stepping up. The red volume is lower. Well, I feel like I picked last week, so uh, why not go with Salesforce? I mean, if you want me to weigh in, um, I like MGM. They've they've uh, just reached a new high, and they could keep going. And I feel like Target's got some oomph. Target has been really spicy lately, hasn't it? Yeah. Like this past year, it seemed like. Target's got some good upside, too. That's got a massive gap that still needs filled. It is over its 200-day moving average. Yeah, it could have some legs, or this is could be the good time to short it. Could know. be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do, and uh, yeah. you set the bar so high, I'm afraid to fuck it up for us. Oh shit! <laughs> well, you want to? Should we get some bonds? Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> and then the bond market's gonna melt down. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. no, I think I think I'm leaning towards BP, man. Okay, let's do it. But I'd say we base it off of where it opens at. If it opens above or below this uh, 36 half. Okay. All right. BP. If it's above, we go long. If it's below, we go short. Um, and you are aware that their earnings are going to be on February 7th, right? Uh, I thought that was next week, right? Yeah, yeah. We got one week yeah, to go yeah, before yeah, yeah. their earnings. Good. I'm just, say- Good, I'm just so. saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'd prefer to not have the earnings in the middle of this thing. Okay. But if oil companies are ready to post some massive returns, uh, maybe you do want to hold that through there. Yeah, right. Well, we'll we'll make that decision next week. Okay. So yeah, if it opens no. above thirty six half, and we go long, I think we want to target what half of the move thirty eight. I don't know. I I'm greedy. I I think it can. I I want to see it hit forty. I want to Let's just go for forty. Well, I mean, even if we lose ten percent, we're still going to win this thing, right? Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where should we put our stop? Oh, wait, you just said 10%, so that would be 36 half. 10% is uh, 365, so uh, I don't know, 34, 35? Basically below that distribution? 35. Yeah, all right. If we end up going short, put it up at... 37? I'll say the high candle, the high, the previous day high. So if it opens below that, then I want the stop above the the most recent swing high. Okay. Right now is at 36.60. All right. Sounds good to me. And that way we'll just be out of the trade and don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. What uh, what do we got for random? Oh, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, New York Stock Exchange Miscellaneous Sector. Uh, PBI. Pitney Bowes Incorporated. What did they do? They uh, four days ago they, a Pitney Bowes activist proposes new board I CEO replacement. Oh, is that good? I don't know. <laughs> they're they're a tech company engaged in the, the provision of products and solutions in the commerce industry. So question mark what they do? If they make money, <laughs> create wealth. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Frank. Yeah. I don't understand the question. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, wow, random. Yeah, it's it's coming off of lows, uh, two dollars and thirty cents a share, uh, last September. So it's got some momentum on its side. Let's see if it breaks through the ceiling. Five five dollars is a really big level for this stock. I mean, on the daily, it looks like it's uh, bull flagging too. Oh, they have earnings on the first of February. Oh, God damn it, random, you bastard. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Look at Rand. Right. Of course, he's going to go all in. Yeah. <clears throat> I might buy some calls. Some I think you might be. <laughs> <laughs> you also got the, the golden cross on this one, too. All right. <laughs> all right. Good random. choice, random. Yeah, if random overtakes us, like we, we make money two weeks in a row, and then random silver takes us with this one, I'm going to cry. Oh, you can blame me for that. Okay. Well, you know, I was going to blame you for it anyway, but I'm glad I have your permission. Okay. <laughs> you won't be alone i'll say that all right all right, all right. fantastic all right folks i think that uh, brings us to the end here is there uh, anything else we need to talk about kyle before we wrap things up uh no is there no i was just you know giving you a chance to get the last word oh well thank you no please proceed all right folks that brings us to the last <laughs> bit of the episode <laughs> Thanks for coming by, but we are closing up shop. We'll be back at you next week with more crazy trading action, new stocks, options. You know, you know how it goes. Uh, yeah. Until then, happy trades. Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.